0: Hello there, you're listening to the Act 29 Europe podcast, conversations on church planting in Europe. My name is Dan Steele, I'm pastor of a church in Oxford, and along with my co-host Steve Robinson from Liverpool, we want to hear from different guests about what God is doing in different contexts in the vast expanse of Europe, to be better informed and encouraged, to know how to be praying, and to, under God, plant more and healthier churches that thrive and flourish, as they take the message of Jesus into a world that needs to hear of him. Hi guys, welcome to the next episode
1: of the AXE29 Europe podcast. I'm here with my co-host Dan Steele. How are you getting on, Dan? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I, you look like you're doing really well because at the time of recording this, you are on sabbatical.
0: How's it going? No, I thought you were going to mention my Botox. No, no it is sabbatical. <laughs> um, uh, it's all right, thank you. We're five weeks in. I've got about another six or seven to go. Um honest answer i think it's quite hard to slow down so it takes quite a while to slow down and then so i deliberately had a quite a quiet may um but then struggled with not having a huge amount of structure um did a few bits and bobs i i made some stuff you know the kind of thing that as pastors we can't really do so i can tick a box and say i finished it i made some a um, bit of garden furniture and that kind of thing It's not a thing i wouldn't normally do um but yeah and now now i'm looking how do I feel the, the rest of it and um, the possibility of this book thing on why church plants struggle and few blogs and other things to do? So, yeah, doing all right, there. Doing all right. Feeling a bit more like myself. Um, spent more time with the family and the kids, which has been great. Um, my eldest two have just finished A-levels and GCSE, so it's been good to hang around them. Brilliant. Um, and it's nice that the sunshine's just come out as well, isn't it?
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love what you did then. Justified yourself as a man. You've made something. <laughs> shameless plug on the book that you've not yet uh, written. That's fantastic. (laughs) Can I also say say it is absolutely outstanding that you're on sabbatical, but you're willing for the sake of our listeners to jump on and record the podcast. So I just want to commend you for that.
0: Not at all. Well, Robert, I I have to say, it's been a joy to hear that even though it's your day off, even though you're meant to be watching (laughs) Homes Under the Hammer, um, you're coming on to interview... Um, our, our friend Johnny Richards. Um, Absolutely, Johnny. Good to have you on the call. <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. I wonder where you guys are going then. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, <laughs> brother. Tell us a bit about you. Um, tell us a bit about your story. A bit about your church plant in Birmingham, um, and just what it's like to to live um, in Birmingham, where you do. Birmingham is a huge conurbation. I used to live there, know that. But tell us a bit about um, kind of your patch.
2: Sure um yeah it's so about me um not boasting but i've got an absolutely cracking story of coming to faith um and that is because I, i've just got this christian heritage that's been passed down from generation to generation in my family and uh, and so the gospel has been passed down from one generation to the other. i grew up in a home of parents who who um who loved christ and also loved this church and so that was just at the center of our lives as we grew up got an older brother and sister who um were uh, were in our, ahead of me in faith and so they were a great influence on me uh so i came to, to faith at the age of nine uh in, in a really kind of yeah just a really good spiritual context basically for which i'm just so grateful to god for and mm-hmm. uh i oh, think that's a crack cracking testimony um it as it wasn't plain sailing from then i've got a rebellious streak in me which i still have today and um that's led that's led me uh yeah you know this (laughs) but that's led me uh in 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 different directions at times but god's grace has been relentless and irresistible in my life and there's times where he's hemmed me in and he's called me back and he's won me over um so i often describe myself as a reluctant christian um because that's been very true at times um but god has god has been very gracious um i'm now now uh, married to my beautiful wife annie we've been married for 13 years um and uh, well Dan, you know i'm batting out my league there um so, <laughs> miles out <of> your league. <laughs> receive god's grace there and uh, yeah we've been blessed with four kids uh, from 8 years old to 8 months um three girls and a little boy who is bringing so much joy to us at the moment um he's a smiley little chap so uh, it's good. yeah so, so that's that, that's family life. Um, as far as church life goes, um, involved at the Gate Church in uh, in Birmingham where where we live, um, we planted the Gate Church. I led a small team of sixteen of us to plant it in twenty fourteen. It's actually the fifth church plant that I've been involved in. Um, without realising it, God in my upbringing and through various years, I, I just mm-hmm. took me to loads of different church planting contexts, and I didn't realise. And um, it's so only looking back now that I realize, you know, maybe there's things that he was teaching and, and preparing in me. Um, and yeah, he, 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 he kind of called and led me to, to lead this team to Plant the Gate Church in 2014. Um, when we did so, we were a small team. Our average age was 23 years old. So we were a young team. Uh, I had no formal seminary or theological training. Um, I was I'd been working full time as a lawyer until the week before the church uh, launched on Sundays. Uh, and then worked by vocational for a couple of years whilst us doing Cross and Seminary um kind of as as the church plant has been established so so we we really started um in weakness and in folly <laughs> in many ways although we had good support around us um and god god's been good He's sustained us he's kept us and uh, and we're still going by his grace um so Yes, yeah, so that's a bit, bit, bit of the church. And our context, yeah, we're in Birmingham, which, as you say, is a great um, and, and a wonderful city. And we're really right in the heart of the city, uh, in, in, in the inner city area. People who know the city are about a 10 minute walk from Grand Central and New Street Station. Um, and we're in these um, what, what's historically five inner city estates, um, council estates, which have been uh, redeveloped over the last 25 years or so. Loads of money pumped in. And um, it's just a really, um, really kind of bustling and diverse and exciting part of the city to live in. Um, There's lots of stuff going on, lots of people around from all over the world, but still got that kind of history of of deprivation Mm -hmm. and and, um, those historic issues that affect people's lives around poverty and addiction and crime and broken families and uh, poor health and that kind of stuff, as well as loads of students and young professionals and people moving Mm -hmm. here to do professional work and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just, we love it as a place to live, to raise family and, and to, to be reaching out with christ
1: johnny johnny said that you you love it what are the things that you love about where you live and the ministry that you're involved in
2: yeah the um i think that diversity thing is just so fun to be around you know we just we, we just meet and get to know it, the school gates and just around in the streets and with neighbors and stuff, people from so many different walks of life, so many different backgrounds, as I said, so many parts of the world. That's just a lot of fun, you know, mm. enjoying different food and get to know different cultures and different experiences of life. Um, it's just, there's just a lot of fun to be had with that. And uh, I guess, I guess another thing that I reflect that I love is just seeing God's spirit at work in people's lives. Mm. Um, often I find as a pastor, and I think, those who are kind of in this type of ministry will probably relate to this. We can get so caught up in the, the messy and difficult situations that we are kind of we rightly step into with people. Sometimes that can just fill our whole vision, and for me, that can really, yeah, that that can kind of be, be unhelpful in that sense. And it's just great sometimes to stand back and think, Wow, God, look what you're doing! Look what you're doing by your spirit in that marriage or in that person's life or in that situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just standing back and seeing that, um, and when you get those little moments of, of insight. That's, that's um those, those things keep me going sometimes
1: that's great and you know you've been there since 2014 what's been hard about planting in the context that you you are in um the diversity <laughs>
2: <laughs> um it's, it's, it's you know it's a popular kind of idea and concept isn't it and uh, we talk about it and but it's tough uh, and the, the, i can understand why church has kind of um become very monocultural and Uh, For us, diversity is is, is around lots of things, but particularly there's class diversity, which is a key thing for the church in the UK at the moment, I think, as well as kind of ethnic diversity. And um, when you bring people together from many different backgrounds into the family of God, um, people make mistakes, they hurt one another, um, things can get tense and difficult. And so, yeah, that can be that can be really challenging. Um, Another thing that we found particularly hard in our context is that the um speed of which people basically tend to move on from us mm-hmm. because we're in that kind of inner city area people are moving around a lot their lives aren't settled um most people if they've got kind of secure stable income would move out to the suburbs for like to, to kind of settle down for a longer time family life and stuff so um so we found it really challenging because we're a church that really uh loves and cares one another and, and really gets kind of stuck into one another's lives and so we really open up our hearts and our homes and our lives and our families to people, and uh very often they might be around for six months a year eighteen right. months two years and and then the Lord moves them on for for a whole host of reasons some good right. some bad um and truthfully that's been really painful and and those who have stayed around the church over the years we've had to really work through some of the some of that the pain of that and keep opening ourselves up to others and reaching out and loving right. um and that's been that that, that that's been a a challenge and then it it really plays into another thing that that I think personally I found found particularly hard which I think I probably maybe didn't expect um coming coming into to this experience of kind of being involved in church planting and uh because we we often have a really romantic um, and maybe like a, I don't know, I don't know if sexy is the right word, but view of kind of church planting, what it might look like. We hear those great stories often coming out of America, of you know, churches growing and all of these amazing testimonies and stuff. And of course, no one gets involved in church planting without having some vision and some gospel hope and ambition. Like you have to have that to, hmm. to start. And yet it's not glamorous. It certainly isn't sexy and it's, it's not romantic. It's, it's It can be brutal at times. It can be painful. It's, it's hard. God is working, and God is doing incredible things, but often not in the ways that I, I would like Him to, or, or you know, or, or, or I might, might might plan things out. So I've had to learn um, how to care for my own um, emotional, my own spiritual, my own mental health, mm. um, and and have failed to learn that at points. And um, particularly at this time, I'm in a season where I'm kind of trying to attend to those things so that um, there's, there's 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 a spiritual health in me for for hopefully God willing, long term. Mm. faithfulness and, and, and perseverance in in, in this ministry mm. but that that's something i guess i'm i'm working through at the moment if i'm honest with you
0: mm. can you um some of the things that we hear in terms of church planting i guess Robert and i both would associate with that as well as just the kind of idea of loneliness um and that that just ministry itself can be quite an isolating thing for all kinds of reasons again as you say for previously some good and some bad um i know that you've been involved in a kind of collaborative group in birmingham it's trying to consider the city slightly bigger picture um where the needs are um cross denominational cross different sort of tribes um yeah can you talk a bit about 2020 birmingham um how that's been a blessing what it looks like what it means um yeah just thoughts on on how you've benefited from that
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so 2020 birmingham was set up in 2009 or 2010, I think, um, which was just um, I just moved to the city a couple of years before that, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's a gospel movement for church planting in in the city of Birmingham, and so it's not a denomination, it's not um, as theologically or or kind of tight as a denomination. Practically, it's broader than that. It's also not a network that you belong to, but, mm-hmm. it, but it's very much a movement that's built around collaboration, mm-hmm. and really, it's people from a range of churches saying a city like Birmingham kind of. I guess I think it's 1.2 million people, kind of five million in, in in the greater region. If if we as the church are gonna um, you know, maybe I don't know, 95% um, you know, not followers of Jesus or, or something around that, maybe 98%, I don't know. But mm-hmm. if, if we're gonna reach that mass of people for Christ or, or give them the chance to hear the gospel, then, then we've got to do something bigger than any single church or any single type of church can do. Mm-hmm. And so it's really coming together around that, that vision and that aim. Um, as you say, it, it brings people from from a whole range of backgrounds, we've got Anglicans, we've got independents from the FIC from New Frontiers, Max Twenty Nine, we've got people who would be convictionally charismatic, convictionally conservative in in, in in theology. We've got um people from our, an increasing range of ethnic backgrounds. And um and yeah, it really is that it's that it's that kind of missional conviction. And it's got a church planting conviction to it that actually the way that, that God's mission in the world is advanced, the gospel goes out is primarily through um church planting. And so um by God's grace, yeah, that happened um 10 or so years ago, and uh, we, we have seen kind of a movement of church planting increase across the city in, in that time. Um, I think I think the best way to think of what what something like 2020 Birmingham is, is think of it like fertilizer in the soil. So it, it's never going to plant a church for you, kind of in one sense, led, led by Jesus. You've got to do that. But it creates uh, an encouraging and a fertile context for growth hmm. and, and healthy growth, I think, is is the key thing. Hmm. Um, so... so the ways that it's blessed me um and I think it's a blessing to people is is that partnership mm. that it gives you the 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 thing that twenty twenty Birmingham was built on is relationship and um kind of that band of brothers kind of stuff we're kind of we're, we're we're in the same cause we're in the trenches together and everything kind of comes out of that and so there's a lot there's lots more to it but if we didn't have that relational um connection and 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 love for one another then then the thing would be kind of dead in the water i think so um so yeah so 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 just being blessed by getting to know church planters and church pastors from a range of churches and getting to know them to the point where you call them friends and um and then partnerships spin out of that so as a result of that we end up running a cap debt center with four churches that we can never run by ourselves, but because we've got these good relationships with this variety of churches we can suddenly step into something like that Mm -hmm. um or, or there's training opportunities that, that, that come or, or whatever else. We're sharing office space with another church now because we've got a long-term relationship with them through that. And we wouldn't have been able to step into that ourselves. Um, and with that, it, the environment in the relationship, it's not a, there's nothing competitive or one-upmanship, or there's nothing like that. Like we we tend to one another's wounds when we're when we've taken some hits. We yeah. we rejoice in one another's victories when you know there's been baptisms at a church or people are coming to faith or a, a new church is being planted we we pray with and for one another we you know we share tears together we encourage and smile together so it's that kind of it's that kind of culture and environment at which for me has just been um just yeah just such a great
0: blessing such a great blessing as, as i've stepped into this church partnering church partner experience it's amazing um what does it look like week by week i mean it i, I guess with Obviously, lockdown, you've not been able to physically be in the same room as you would have normally. But what, um, what actually happens? I mean, it, imagine you're trying to explain to church planters in another large city who often yeah. go off and do their own thing. Hey, why don't you have a listen to what we do and see whether it works for you? What does it actually mean?
2: I mean, it, it it does look like a variety of things, but I, there's there's a couple of and because it's a movement, it's quite it is quite flexible and responsive, so it can look like what you want it to. But for us, the probably the core kind of the, the cornerstone has been the monthly planters forum, okay. and that's basically a morning a month where we would um you know we used to get together. Obviously, it's been on Zoom the last however long, yeah. but um we'd we'd get together um and um it'd be a time to connect, to to hang out, to chat, to pray together, to support one another, the stuff I just spoken about we'd receive some training um that and often it'd be training from within the group sometimes you might get someone external coming in but you know it'd be be us training one another we'd share lunch together and um and that's just people who are in the trenches of of, of planting kind of as i said getting alongside one another um and then out of that comes those little relationships and connections so then you know that provides the opportunity you might want to catch up with someone else at another point to chat about something or Mm um we've also um at times in the past run um uh, like the incubator kind of church planters training program for those who are um which is a more structured um kind of training program for those who are in the early stages of planting and that's like a two-year course that's got reading and and, and stuff as well as seminar days and that kind of stuff um we've also we've had annual conferences which again 2020 was going to be the big conference to celebrate what got it done. And uh, <laughs> COVID did one for us there. So um, that, that, that might come, I don't know, maybe 2022 or something. I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, we've had annual conferences. Um, uh, and pro- there is a variety of other things. And, and to be honest with you, I think we're working out the way, what does it look like to go forward? Obviously, we, yeah. uh, we've moved on from 20, the year 2020. Yeah. Um, but the vision and the heart behind what led to, to the thing being formed is still very much with us. And we're trying to work out how it now matures and, and and goes forward and so we're just working that out quite frankly i think so
0: that's fantastic mm. thanks mate um actually one, one more question if i can i am mm-hmm. aware i mean i know a little bit about 2020 and it's a question i've got based in oxford as well you've mentioned um if FIC- Acts twenty nine, Anglican, Independent, New Frontiers, and others. But how have you, or have you been able to manage with, or engage with some of the different sort of diaspora communities and different kind of um, mono ethnic churches from 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 around the world that are based in? But we get loads of them in Oxford. It, 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 has that happened? Um, have you got any advice there? Or uh, yes, yes, it has happened, and I think there's been um,
2: some some really encouraging stories there, and probably some kind of ways that. That, that we're kind of learning as as, sure. as we go on that. So I wouldn't say that's been um maybe a massive success point. I think we could do do more on that okay. going yeah, forward. Yeah. Um but and and I guess because yeah and, and I, I wouldn't know about necessarily all of that as well because I haven't, you okay. know, necessarily been okay. kind of taking a central lead on things on sure. the way through. But yeah, we, we 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 certainly have reached um and sought to reach across um anyone who's got you know who's got a gospel gospel heart and gospel convictions is gonna gonna find it a good good environment to be in, great. I think. So great.
0: Thanks, man. Um, I think we're moving on to our quick fire round, uh, which I, again if you've listened to the podcast then you'll know that we we try and have similar questions each time just to kind of gain a database with wisdom. Um mm-hmm. can you can you give us a I mean you've got you've got four kids uh from eight months up to eight we're going to ask about rhythms and rest and a normal week. Um, maybe there isn't such a thing, but can you give us a glimpse into what, what your, the richest life looks like? Um, yeah, at, I, at this point. Yes. Um, I live very much off the, uh,
2: kindness and, and, uh, generosity of my wife in this she 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 really does keep our, our kind of family life going and um is a great blessing to me there um i i as i said i think earlier i came into church planting out of a career in commercial law and um i think uh that that gave me that equipped me with a load of stuff that was actually quite helpful transferable skills um that, mm-hmm. that have helped me in, in in the planting journey but also i've had to i think unlearn uh, a load of approaches to work and rhythms and patterns and stuff and expectations um which which has taken which took a bit of time um yeah i have the fairly usual routines i've 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 heard pastors talk about these i tend to pretty much three mornings a week i'll be spending time teaching prep prepping for a sermon or other teaching afternoons and evenings are kind of pastoral meetings um kind of managing the household of god um you know kind of ministry meetings that kind of stuff um i try to create time in the middle of my week um often around a wednesday for basic input for me um i'll meet up with my spiritual director or my coach or go to an act Nine webinar or 2020 planters forum or something or just do some reading and just a, a space in the middle of the week where kind of i'm kind of breathing in rather than, than breathing out if you like and um and that's been you know it doesn't always work out you know you know how life goes but i think having that as a priority has, be, has been significant and helpful for me okay. and um yeah, I, I tend to work, I do kind of tend to work six days, so I try and start later on a Monday or finish earlier on a Friday to kind of um, just create some, some some space around some of that. Um, and I do some things over like monthly and, and termly timescales as well, um, retreats and that kind of stuff to try and, um, mm. yeah, just create some space to just, for that, for that spiritual health, to just be with Jesus and mm. pray and feed on his word and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, mm. again, I think the... Uh, the, the practice of it doesn't always match up to what I'd want it to be, but it's it's something that that, that I want to do and I'm committed to doing. And how do you rest? Well, yeah, uh, family life is can can be obviously hard work, but also can be so you know there's there's nothing like young kids to kind of sometimes get your mind off off things. And so um, yeah, a lot a lot of it's around just just what we do as a family. I love sport. Um, uh, I like to get away. It, from time to time, I get away to the coast, and um, I, I like to go surfing and stuff. So that, so that kind of, but that doesn't happen every week. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I will I'll, I'll watch sport more than more than play it nowadays. I'm at that age of life, so um, my uh, my Premier League football career is uh, that dream is gone. So, um, but yeah, if if I, if I can play sport with people, I, I like to do that.
1: That'll come back. <laughs> until yeah. No, honestly so I, I was the same and once once it flipped over so my youngest is seven my oldest is 15 so okay. and we've got we've got four johnny and uh i have just got back into playing competitive sports again like having a little bit more time to do it i played w- walking football the other day that's how old i am <laughs> yeah, <that's> a- <laughs> walking, honestly there was nothing I- walking about it it was fantastic
2: At least you can be the Premier League of walking football, mate. That's right. That's right. That's that's the hope of it. Watch out for the
1: scouts, Robbie. The scouts are after you. You know. tell you what. Honestly, I'm backing. I actually think I might get signed. I might get signed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Brilliant, Johnny. um, What What are the books that you have had the biggest influence on you in terms of ministry and, in particular, planting? Um. Yeah, I think there's
2: there's probably two i mean there's so many isn't there so much good stuff out there but i think there's two that have really struck a deep chord with me one of them is um dangerous calling by by portrait and Mm. the other one is the imperfect pastor by zach s and Mm. if you know those books you probably know why they're they're quite self-explanatory but yeah they've been really helpful to me and um and um yeah just lots of lots of wisdom in there um mm. really encouraging and also deeply challenging at the same time you know so um yeah i'd say those two
0: mm. great stuff again our final question that we normally ask is uh you've probably shared a bit us already but w- w- where do you struggle um what are some of the struggles and what do you tell yourself in those struggles um coach us as we seek to gospel ourselves I don't know how you include this as a brief question at the
2: end. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, let, 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 let's go there. Um,
0: it's, it's, it's a good one. Um,
2: <laughs> it's
1: because Dan is the man of steel. That's what it is. Nice name. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right, steel? I've not heard that before. <laughs> <liked> that?
2: <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is what I said earlier um, around um, – I think caring for my own soul, manage my own emotional and and mm-hmm. spiritual and mental health um, yeah. in in planting and pastoring, and of course the the overflow of that, isn't it? Is it immediately that has impacts in your marriage and then in your family life and in your close relationships? You know that isn't that's right at the core of who we are, isn't it? And so um, kind of that isn't in isolation. Um, and yeah, the the, the uh, again the the blessing of of, of Anneli to me, and my wife, in that, and her faithfulness and her patience and her godliness and her long suffering. Um, With me, she's she's been a rock through many dark times, quite frankly, and so um, that is God's grace to me. And I've Mm -hmm. had faithful friends around me, both those within my church context, who I thank God for, and and then really importantly, those outside um, uh, guys who I'm in a pastor's fraternal with. And and so what I've found, it's actually, um, I I know kind of what what we remind ourselves and what I say to myself in those moments is particularly true. But but for me, what's really been important is it's what those people have reminded me of and Mm. said to me and asked me in those times. And so the best thing that I can do um, when I'm taken up by Satan's lies, when I feel like I'm down uh, and out or I'm struggling to believe the truth is I can go to good people who I know uh, will be faithful and are faithful. And God has put in my life for a purpose and um, ask them to pray for me, ask them to speak to me, ask them to remind me. Of who jesus is of what he's doing ask them to ask me difficult questions to challenge me where they call mm-hmm. me out where they you know see sin and i'm just thankful to god that i've got those people and uh, he's given them to me and um so yeah so that's really important for me the the, the thing that I, I think i need to remind myself of to answer the question is um just to remind myself jesus is coming back and on mm-hmm. that day it will all be worth it oh, and man. i want to live in light of that day and uh, that that's helpful to me.
1: That's Amen. Good. It's, it's really encouraging, bro, to, to hear speak about, um, obviously, the blessing of your dear wife. And I think so often our wives um, just faithfully walk alongside us um, and sometimes ahead of us. And when yeah, we want to yeah. pack it in, our wives remind us that this is what God has called us to this is yeah, what he's called us to. And mm. yeah, I've had plenty of conversations with Sean around those things where for me, it just feels I've got nothing left. Yeah. She graciously reminds me of the gospel, takes me off a bit and says, right, this is what yeah. God's called us to. Uh, and then, and then also the, the, the blessing of people around, around us who, yeah. who care, care for us enough to be honest with us mm. and to, to share and point us to the gospel. And, uh, so that's encouraging to hear. And I know a number of people who will be listening to this uh, will be struggling with similar things, yeah. maybe loneliness or issues of weakness or even issues to do with mental health. And to hear someone be honest and open like you have been to say, look, these, the, the, these, it, I haven't got it all within me. God graciously has yeah. given me people around me as well as himself and the gospel to point me to him in the gospel. So thank you for your honesty mm. on that mate. And you know, in light of the fact that you've been honest uh, as well, um it'd be good to hear from you any specific things that we can be praying for because we want to do that now yeah. and also for the people who are listening so they can be praying for you in the you know in the coming uh days weeks and, and and months.
2: Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um yeah, so I'm I'm heading into a period of sabbatical this summer. Um so um yeah, just thankful to God for that. It's the first time I've kind of yeah, I've I've had this op- this opportunity. So please pray mm. for me in that and pray for my family in that and pray for my marriage and that. Mm. Um, I'm going to be spending some time. I, I, I'm not, I'm not as impressed with dance. So I'm not writing a book or anything. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was going to
1: ask you that. Are you going to build something? Yeah, we might, we might,
2: I might be doing a bit of work in the home and uh, we're just trying to kind of work out how, how wise, you know, how big, because we're going to be taking down and building walls and stuff like that. So um, pray for wisdom. If I do that or a builder does that. Um, Can I
1: just clarify, have you just said we're going to take down walls? Yes. Like this is the podcast, but I just feel so inadequate as a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I move my parents in so my dad can do things like that.
0: <laughs> well, it,
2: it, my, it, it, my, my dad will come and help. It'll be a father, you know, a bit of father and son time, you know, That's so um, so I'll be very much the apprentice and he'll be the, uh, um, yeah. So, but anyway, pray, pray for sabbatical, pray for that. I'm going to be spending some time reading, thinking around this stuff around spiritual health and emotional mm-hmm. health as a pastor and, and long-term faithfulness in that. So we're just, and and be talking to people about that would love would love god to just do do what he wants to do through that and and then just pray pray for our church as well I'll be the other one that's the personal one that the church one is um that the gospel the good news of jesus would just spread like wildfire around inner city birmingham S- such a, so needy i know i know i know people will be listening to us there will, there'll be so many needy contexts and yet it's my context that's on my heart and it's where god's placed us and um the the real tragedy of people's lives now community it's not crime it's not addiction it's not poverty it's not materialism it's not having no purpose or broken families it's that they don't know the god who made them and loves them and they're not living for his glory and it's it's an absolute Mm. tragedy so pray that that god would spread that spread that Mm. good news of christ and um and he use us or use others however he wants to do it but um yeah we'd appreciate that
0: great let's do it. Father, thank you so much for for Johnny. Um, Thank you for um, his honesty, his vulnerability. Thank you for the way in which he's um, pointed us to you um, as the one who provides, as the one who is good. And so we pray for him on sabbatical season. We pray as he reads and as he chats, as he thinks, as he prays and considers um, how you keep going for the long term, um, how you healthy in terms of um, spiritual and emotional health, how you um, love your family well, um, how, you, how you keep going, how you're resilient, pray that you would provide him with what he needs. Would he, would he look to the Lord Jesus as the one who is, um, the one who provides and the one who is good, the one who is kind, the one who works in, through and despite our weakness? A bit of work we pray and we pray for his family as well pray for Anna Lee, and um, pray for the kids pray for them as they have his three months together that, that would there'd would be memories made there would be lots of fun had um there'd be a good time with his dad even as he comes and thinks about knocking down walls we just ask that um yeah summer 2021 would be a summer of good memories and of fun and of putting helpful stuff in place for the years to come um, and we pray for the church as well. We thank you for the Gates Church. Thank you for the way in which you've been at work um, in that church, um, through that church. Thank you for the lives that have been transformed as the gospel's rung out. Um, we pray for them, particularly with joining on sabbatical, that um, it would thrive. Indeed, it would grow and flourish. Um, pray that those who are uh, manning the pulpit and preaching or those who are stepping up in terms of Um, pastoral ministry and looking after people that they perhaps wouldn't normally do because normally johnny would be there pray that you would provide them and equip them um but we pray that so that the gospel would ring out lord we we do long that people in birmingham would um hear uh, and not just hear the message of the lord jesus but be transformed by it would you um open blind eyes would you unstop deaf ears would you soften and bring to life hard hearts um, that they might know who they are, what they were made for, and what life is really about. Um, yeah, but Father, we, we long that Johnny might look back at the end of his sabbatical if he gets to the autumn and see um, that you have faithfully answered so many prayers in so many ways, indeed, um, above and beyond what he considered. Thank you for him. Um, thank you for that church. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Johnny, thank you so much for being with us, bro. It's a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Great. I believe you're going to be up in Liverpool at some point in your sabbatical. Is that right?
2: Yeah, well, I thought I'd better teach you guys a thing or two about football.
1: Well, we'll Thanks. just leave that one there. We'll just leave that one there. <laughs> Great to have you with us, mate. God bless you. And I hope well, you have you a guys. wonderful... wonderful time on your sabbatical folks thank you for tuning in thank you for being with us for this episode just a quick little notice from myself and dan that we're not going to be releasing any during the month of august because as you've heard dan's on his sabbatical and obviously i have to hold the fort on my own so i'm not able to do that no only joking we're gonna take a little break through the month of august and we'll start a second season in september so uh look out for that when you uh tune into your podcast provider have a wonderful summer for those who are able to get away uh I pray dan and i both pray that you will be greatly blessed uh, during any time of rest that you get during the month of august so god bless you and see you all soon in september thanks guys bye thanks so much for joining us you've been listening to the Acts 29 europe podcast conversations on church planting in europe do check out the show notes for links to some of the things we've been speaking about And we'd love it if you would subscribe and share this with your friends. Join us again in two weeks time.